Hi there, I'm Larry Walsh, and this is Pod 2112, the official podcast of the 2112 Group, where we talk with industry thought leaders and influencers about the tech and market trends shaping the world around us. Managed services is booming. By 2023, according to our research here at 2112, 39% of channel chiefs believe the majority of their indirect revenue will come from managed service providers. Partners are gravitating to the managed services model as it offers sustainable and predictable revenue as well as healthy margins. According to the 2112's annual channel forecast report, the average MSP makes 40% margins or better on managed services. Comparatively, traditional hardware margins average less than 10%. One company riding the managed services wave is Kaseya, which offers the software needed by MSPs and other partners to deliver managed services. Kaseya started out as an automation company, but has steadily expanded its capabilities through product development and acquisition. Its portfolio includes remote monitoring and management tools, professional services automation, and most recently, data backup and disaster recovery services. Like similar companies, Kaseya is building what its CEO Fred Vicola calls a Swiss Army Knife approach, in which it has or will have all the tools needed by MSPs to deliver services desired by customers. If an MSP is going to deliver services, a service, companies like Kaseya want to be the one-stop shop where the MSP goes to get their resources. But is the one-stop shop the best approach? Are MSPs, which have traditionally built capabilities through a best-of-breed approach, better off cobbling together best-in-class tools? Joining us on Pod2112 to compare and contrast the two models is Kaseya's Fred Vicola, who is, you know, incidentally celebrating 30% growth in the first half of 2018 and looking forward to sustaining that growth curve. And with that, Fred, welcome to Pod2112. Great. Thanks, Larry. Appreciate the opportunity to be here. One of the reasons why you and I are connecting is because you, you at the helm of Kaseya are experiencing some, some really significant growth. Can, let's start by talking about this growth curve you're on through the first half of the year. How much growth do you experience and what's driving it? We're very fortunate in a couple of things. One of them, we've assembled a really, really good team of executives, managers, and employees. Now, that, that may sound cliche uh, or may sound like the quote-unquote right thing to say, but it, it, it's true. You know, our employees are really focused on providing our customers with everything within their power to help our customers be successful. So that is the underpin or the underlying um, you know, engine that drives it. When I think about what drives our, uh, our overall sales and market share growth, it's our customers, and it's our customers in a lot of different ways. So first and foremost, the market that we're in, that is the market for infrastructure software, uh, infrastructure management software for small to mid-sized businesses, primarily being delivered by managed service providers, that market is exploding. And the market's exploding because the customers of managed service providers, um, which are you know, small to mid-sized businesses themselves, they are massively growing. Um, in, the, the amount of investment that they're spending on infrastructure is massive. So there's an interesting study, we talk about it a lot, and it mentions that the percentage increase within small to mid-sized businesses, um, that the percentage increase of their spend on software and software infrastructure is growing at a rate of about six times the gross domestic product, the GDP rate. So when you think about that stat, that's massive. And the reason for it, it's, it's pretty obvious. Technology has now come downstream. What was once the 
find the sole property of the large enterprises in terms of the value and the influence that their businesses can receive from technology has now come downstream. And that technology is now much more consumable for small to mid-sized businesses. So, of course, they want to leverage it. And to be able to leverage that technology, they need proper infrastructure and proper infrastructure management to do it. So we've seen just an explosion in the amount of technology consumption that's being driven by small to mid-sized businesses. And that's right where we fit. So, but I, I understand, Fred, but I mean, this is, this is where Kasey has been for, for many years. This has been your business for a long time. Is it, is it just that you're in the right place? You know, you're at the intersection of a, of a larger market trend at the right time? Yeah, I think there's two things, right? So first off, I think that we are, you know, we're riding the right wave. You know, so if we're in a surfing contest, we definitely pick the right wave to try to win the contest on, right? <laughs> so, you know, we're doing well there. But I think when you look at it, secondly, what are these MSPs and service providers, what are they really looking for? What are the most important things for a service provider or an MSP? Um, there's t actually, there's two things that they think about all day long. One of them is they need to make sure that they have a managed service for every type of managed service requirement that their customer has. Because if they don't, then their customers are going to seek other providers for the services that they don't provide, and eventually they'll be elbowed out of their own customers. And that's a problem. The second thing is with, with technology unemployment or the tech worker unemployment at like sub-zero, um, technician efficiency becomes paramount because it's, you know, it's very difficult to find qualified technicians. And once you find those technicians, they must be kept and kept happy because they're, you know, it's, it's, it's a very competitive market. So our approach to this is to say we offer a platform called IT Complete. So our platform really, we've designed it so it fits the business model and the business requirements that managed service providers need today and tomorrow. So we offer a comprehensive suite of integrated, easy to use, and appropriately priced, meaning very, very low cost solutions that managed service providers can use so they can deliver managed services for every type of requirement their customer has. And we do it all in one platform with one common usability framework so the technicians who are leveraging the platform, whether they're providing endpoint management for their customers, if they're doing backup and disaster recovery for their customers, if they're offering compliance management or network management for their customers, backing up the cloud, whatever it may be, the managed services that they offer, they're using our platform to perform them. So it's, the, it's a similar interface. The customer does, the MSP does not have to learn five, six, seven different products with different user motifs, and more importantly, pay seven times as much for a platform. So I think it's a combination of two things, right? When I think about it, Larry, it's not only is the market just growing by leaps and bounds, but we've designed and we offer a platform that the service providers really like and that fits their business requirements to make sure that they can achieve their, their revenue and, and profitability goals. Right, right. Well, let's get into this because one of the things that that comes up all the time, I mean, as long as I've been in the, as long as I've been in the technology business, we've always had this battle between the one-stop shop, the Swiss Army knife, as you call it, versus the best of breed. 
And it always seems the market, the, the buyers will always seem to say that they like the idea of a one-stop shop, but they feel that they need the best of breed because not one, not one provider can satisfy not only all of their needs, but can't satisfy all their needs equally well. How do you overcome that, that dilemma? What's the, how's your crossing of the chasm, if you will, in terms of getting, sure. getting to that nirvana of, a, of being a, a better Swiss Army knife? The, the way I would address it is this. If you think about infrastructure technology of the last 25 years, the primary consumer of it was enterprise internal IT departments, big company internal IT departments, you know, Citibank, General Electric, Procter & Gamble, Deutsche Bank, all these, you know, very large organizations that have very sophisticated and very function-specific IT groups. So what does that mean? That means, you know, pick a company, General Electric or, or Walmart, they might have 500 people doing just network management and another 200 doing backup and disaster recovery and 300 doing configuration management and so on and so forth. So the people that are doing configuration management don't know who the human beings are that are doing backup and disaster recovery. They're just they're totally separate functions. So when you have a very large, very fo uh, single purpose function group doing a task, then those people, they're not only looking for a product that has every single bell and whistle you could possibly imagine, what they're doing is they're buying really frameworks. So most of the tooling and the infrastructure management products they use are frameworks that they've customized substantially with their own internal development teams to add, augment and add company-specific functionality. So when you're talking about the enterprise, yeah, best of breed, if you will, or single-purpose technologies are kind of the, the way to go because you have people that customize the death out of the solutions that they use. Now, when you come into the, to the uh, managed service provider market uh, and, and, and the small to mid-sized markets, it's a very different kind of technical dynamic. So the technicians here are multifunctional by definition. As we mentioned earlier, the same human being will be doing configuration management, network management, you know, backup, and, and maybe sitting on the service desk. So what that technician wants is a very capable product, one that is deep enough to do what they need to do in the time they need to do it. At the same time, the technicians in this space are not functionally specific, so they have to do four, five, six different things or different functions within IT. And for them, 90% of the functionality 20% of the cost, but with 90% of the integration or, or you know, a 90% reduction in the learning curve to learn, the learn two features of the same product set versus two different vendors' products allows them to do their job. So it's, it's, I think what we're finding is it's less about best of breed versus single function because for MSPs and in the mid-markets, you know, there's not the need to go that super deep level um, and, and spend, you know, and have a, a team of 200 people doing one function. What's more important is that they accomplish their objective and their task 
in the quickest, most efficient way possible, and they can move in and out of five or six different uh, functional groups at a fraction of the cost because that's what their customers are demanding from them. So that's right. kind of where I, I look at it. You know, it, it's really a, a, a true paradigm change uh, in, in IT between the large enterprises and the, you know, the small to mid-sized folks. So if I'm hearing you correctly, is that it, it, it sounds as though because the MSP itself is the product that the customer is buying, it doesn't much matter to the end customer wh where the spark plugs come from so long as the engine runs the way it's promised to. That was a much more articulate way of stating it. <laughs> but yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. Yeah. It, it, well, as Steve Martin said, words is my life. So, <laughs> you know, tell me a little bit about your, about your vision and your roadmap. Because over the years, Kaseya has developed a number of products uh, independently. It's acquired a few technology security and, and management, and most recently uh, acquired Unitrends for backup capabilities. And I think it was probably a year and a half ago, or it bought Vorex for its PSA capabilities. How important, yep. how do you make the choices between buy, build, or partner? First, our strategy as a business is we have a platform called IT Complete. It's a comprehensive suite of familiar and integrated technologies that allows um, a, a technician to have a capability for every single component of IT management that they can possibly want to do for their customers. And we offer it at a fraction of the cost of going out and buying multiple products from multiple vendors. So that's our strategy. We want our MSPs to be not only the most efficient MSPs, but also have a managed service ready software product for every single um, demand category that their customers will have. So to do that, to your point, to the second part of the question, you know, how do we determine how to make sure that IT complete has the functionality required for every, you know, every, every requirement that's out there? Do we build? Do we buy? What do we do? And more often than not, what you'll find is we spend our innovation dollars, and we spend more than $120 million a year in R&D, so it's a, it's a lot of money. Um, our innovation dollars are spent making our existing products and capabilities better um, and work better together. When you're, we find that in order for us to enter a new market, it's much more effective to buy someone to enter a brand new market because it's not just the technology you're buying. It's also the expertise of the people, the product managers, the product marketers, the R&D people, the people who are experts in that one field. You need to have that expertise uh, in order to be effective. So when we buy an asset or we buy a company, we retain you know, most, if not all, of the employees because we're buying not just the product but the expertise. And then our internal innovation continues to make all the products that we've built or bought better and better and better because the, the expertise is already in-house for that area. For example, um, the first product that Kaseya ever started with was an RMM product. You know, it was kind of the, 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 the Kaseya VSA. It's the industry-leading RMM product. That was the product that Kaseya was founded on. And our knowledge and amount of innovation and expertise in RMM is second to none. 
we wanted to get into the backup and disaster recovery space. We realized that our customers are saying, we want to have a backup and disaster recovery solution, which is enterprise class, meaning it's, it's good enough for the Fortune 500, but we want it to be easy to use, and we really want it to become a part of our RMM. So we had two choices. We can go and build that capability. Now, Kaseya, we've partnered and worked with lots of backup providers, but we weren't a backup, you know, we, we weren't a company of backup expertise. So we went out and we bought Unitrends, you know, one of the leading providers of true enterprise class backup and disaster recovery. And we got 350 employees with it. We got a massive R&D organization, tons of product knowledge, market and customer experience. We obtained that, which we never would have been able to, you know, in 10 years, we wouldn't have been able to develop that from scratch uh, if we tried to start on our own for that. So that's an example of, you know, the kind of the build versus buy, and it's worked quite well. I mean, our Unitrends business unit is, is crushing it right now. Um, the product that we, um, that we released together, the, the Kaseya Unified Backup product, which is the Unitrends backup capability integrated and a part of Kaseya's RMM for the Kaseya RMM customers, that product is just off the charts. It's changing, it's changing everything. Um, for those customers. And for our Unitrends customers, the, the companies that bought standalone Unitrends, that business unit is rocking because with the efficiencies that we've created, we've been able to shift about 15% more resources into that R&D organization. So that roadmap is getting accelerated. Uh, the capabilities there are better. So you know, it kind of worked out. But that, that's an example of thinking about what our strategy is and how we how we sought out a build versus buy decision, and chose to go you know with the with the decision to buy an organization. So I got a two part question here for you, Fred, because and I'll start by just sharing a little bit of the research that we have here at Twenty One Twelve. Looking forward through our future casting, um, many of the the technology vendors we call them on the supply side, whether hardware or software, say that by twenty twenty three their top generators of indirect revenue will be MSPs and they're anticipating and we've seen this through some of the modeling that we've we've gone through is that is that you have MSPs are going to continue to grow you have integrators and what are we would consider VARs today adopting MSP attributes or transforming their business models and you have many that will just exit the market but with that type of sustained growth where MSPs will not just be a contributor but a dominating source of revenue for vendors it seems as though it's going to draw more actors into the market, which is already fairly crowded. You are, you know, if you're talking about your Swiss Army knife and, you know, with uh, IT Complete, your neighbors have similar approaches already. So they're going to, you're all going to be aggressive attacking this growing pie, but it's also going to eventually draw the attention of some of the larger incumbents and you know let's not name them but some that will begin with m a g or fsdc perhaps how do you prepare for one or how do you operate in an already crowded market and how do you prepare for that almost inevitability of a whale coming into your pond more companies are choosing either as their primary means of it consumption or you know 
an augment, you know, augmenting some of their IT consumption by having it delivered by a managed service provider, um, whatever it may be. I think we're going to continue to see that trend, and, and we're super jazzed about it. Um, I think I, when you talk about like a Microsoft or a Google or someone coming into the space, um, that means two things. One of them, it means the market is truly validated and it's massive, and which is which is what you want. You know, assuming that that is to happen. And secondly, you know, when, when I look at Kaseya's business and the managed service providers, uh, the, you know, the customers that we have, the MSPs that we have, um, if you think about what those MSPs are doing, they're managing access points, endpoints, networks, public cloud, private cloud, security, compliance, backup disaster recovery, end user security. Um, they're monitoring documentation, document management, um, communication protocols, all of it, VoIP systems. So when I look at IT Complete, I don't believe that there's any company in the world, whether it's you know a, a big guy like a you know like a Microsoft or a Cisco or or some or Google or someone like that or a smaller guy that has that type of portfolio that is built for that customer base. Now, sure, anyone in the world, one of the big guys, can go do it. But you know, take a look at a company like Veeam. You know, people looked at Veeam five six years ago and said, "Oh my God, they're going to get crushed. Commvault's going to crush them." Or you know, Dell or EMC is going to crush them. Now, look at where Veeam is at, right? They're one of the most successful technology companies in the world. So I, I feel pretty confident that as long as we don't lose track of what our customer wants today, what they're going to want tomorrow, and we don't lose track of how to execute and put customer first, we're big enough and we're scalable enough that we don't need to fear someone just because of size. Look, Microsoft or Google or Facebook or, or Salesforce, Facebook's a bad example, Salesforce, these guys can throw a billion dollars at a problem like it's nothing. Um, you know, I mean, they can do that. However, if we were a 30 or a 40 or a $20 million single product company or 50 or even a $100 million little single product company, that'd be a little scary. But we're much, much larger than that. I think that if we get derailed, it's a probably more self-inflicted uh, than anything else. So that's the way I kind of look at it. That does not mean that you know, I and we don't think about every possible competitor out there. <laughs> you know, we, you know, the person who doesn't run their business like a paranoid person is the person who won't be running their business very long. Um, but you know, I, I just I don't. Um, I, I, I hate to say it, but I don't. I don't fear them. I, I'm concerned about them as well as anyone else. I don't think size alone is what is what we should be concerned with. So how do you, but yeah, that's great for the big guys that, that are off in the periphery, but what do you do with, with your neighbors that are, that are of equal or sometimes either greater or comparable size than you? How do you stand out and break, yeah. break away from that pack? Well, I think we've actually been doing that. I think we're growing at a rate much faster than the market. Um, there's a million things that we need to do better, a million things, but I think we're doing it and, and I'll, I'll try to get specific. Um, our IT complete platform is probably 18 months to two years ahead of any of our competitors. Not only in terms of the different functionality that we offer, but in terms of the go-to-market motion and the customer support motion that we go with it. For example, we are the only company in the world today whose business model and pricing model is directly correlated 
with the revenue and the business growth of our MSPs. Um, you know, we have a comprehensive suite that goes from PSA to RMM to backup to compliance to document management to network management um, to endpoint security to network security to web security, the whole nine yards. Um, you know, the only one that brings it all together in a single interface. Um, so it all comes down to execution. And execution is often mistaken for how well your salespeople do. Sales execution is just one of many means of execution in the business. So, yeah, it's a dogfight. You know, we're in a competitive market. We have really good, really smart, really capable competitors. And we have to make sure that we are smarter, more capable, you know, more, more um, customer focused than they are. So yeah. I'm more concerned about those competitors on a daily basis than I am about, say, like a Cisco trying to enter the market, you know, anew. Because right. the experience of some of our competitors are much better than what the other guys know. Yeah. So, Fred, last question is that, so as you've been experiencing this, this really strong growth, where do you see yourself, say, this time next year? What is it, what's Kaseya going to look like? What do you see in the, in the, in the near and the, in the not so near future for your company? Yeah, so we're about to announce two acquisitions in the next four weeks that are going to be super exciting. Um, you know, that, uh, so the company will be, you know, bigger from that perspective, but our portfolio will be more, more, um, much more uh, complete, no pun intended. Um, I think we'll probably have a year of 35 to 40% organic growth um, in 2019, uh, or 18, 19, and this 12 month window. Um, I think that we will, you know, as a, as a, as a company, we'll probably be uh, in the S1 process, either having, having it filed or coming close to filing it. Um, I think that you'll see potentially a third acquisition announcement, which will be you know, pretty earth shattering. I think, I think two of the three announcements we're going to make are really going to, going to, you know, send very positive shockwaves through the MSP community. Um, and I think that, you know, hopefully God willing, um, you know, our, our customers are continuing to grow and that stat that we track that we really measure. And that is, the growth rate of our customers, how much our customers' revenue is growing year over year, will exceed 25% over the next 12 months. And that would be phenomenal. That means that a Kaseya MSP is growing at almost double the rate of the MSP market itself. And that, that's, that's just fantastic. That means that our customers are the most successful MSPs out there. And that's, a, that's something that we track very, very closely and we watch very closely. Exciting times. Well, Fred, thanks for joining us today on Pod 2112. Cool. Larry, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. And there you have it. You've gotten another reminder that the Swiss Army Knife is an indispensable tool by listening to us talk about managed services here on Pod 2112, a production of the 2112 Group, the leading authority on business strategy and research for indirect and direct channels. I want to thank our guest, Fred Vicola, CEO of Kaseya, for joining us. I want to thank all of you for listening in. Join us again next time when we talk with industry thought leaders and influencers about the trends shaping the world around us. In the meantime, please take a couple of minutes to subscribe to Pod 2112 on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. For more information about 2112 services, email us at info at the 2112 group or check out our website. And as always, don't forget to follow us on Twitter. Thank you again. I'm Larry Walsh.